0: Well, hey there, Dead and Gone in Wyoming listeners. Welcome into a special bonus episode of the show. We're going to chat with the host of Dead and Gone in Wyoming, Scott Fuller, about the first three episodes so far. Some of his research into these projects, a little sample maybe of episode four, which is coming out very soon, and uh, just a few random questions with Scott as well. My name is Jared Anderson. I'd like to welcome you into the Porter's 10 cast studio here in Riverton, Wyoming, right in the middle of the state. It's made possible by Porter's Supply Company in Riverton, and uh, the beautiful studio located in our county10.com studio. Glad you're here with us. Before we chat with Scott in just a moment, I want to take a second to thank you sincerely for listening to this show. I'm a huge fan of it as well, and i I know why people like it. But just a sincere thank you for supporting this podcast, small podcasts, hosts like Scott. That means a lot to us. Dead and gone in Wyoming uh, made Apple's top 200 for about two months after it debuted. It's been listened to in all 50 states, over 20 countries, and it continues to grow. So thank you sincerely for that. Podcast listeners, are absolutely the best. They're loyal. They support things like this. So if you've got a friend that may like Dead and Gone in Wyoming that you know about, please consider telling that friend. That word of mouth is so important to us. And as always, if you subscribe via your favorite podcast app or as you hear encouraged on every single podcast, you probably listen to a rating and a review certainly do help as well. So sincerely appreciate you taking time to do that. You can find some Dead and Gone in Wyoming bonus content every once in a while. And if you're interested, In other podcasts about the state of Wyoming, I'd encourage you to follow us at 10Cast on Facebook or Twitter. That's the number 1010Cast. Appreciate you all doing that. Uh, One final thank you before we chat with Scott. A big shout-out to the Hampton Inn & Suites in Riverton, Wyoming. They make this show possible exclusively. Riverton is in the center of the state of Wyoming, the perfect stop if you're visiting places like Yellowstone National Park, Jackson Hole, Thermopolis, the Bighorn Mountains, or locally right here in Riverton, the beautiful Wind River Mountain Range. While you're visiting Wyoming, you'll want to stay at the best, and the Hampton Inn & Suites in Riverton is the best. They're easy to get to right off the highway. There's a big parking lot and a friendly staff. They serve a wonderful hot breakfast. Makes me want to go on a staycation just so I can have that hot breakfast. Book a stay with the Hampton Inn & Suites next time you're in Riverton, Wyoming, and feel the Hamptonality. We connect via telephone now with Scott Fuller from his Minnesota home. Scott, thanks so much for taking time to do this. Appreciate it. First of all, how are you?
1: Thanks for taking the time over out there as well. I'm doing very well. Uh, sounds like you're a bit under the weather, though, Jared.
0: I've been dealing with a cold for the last few days, so apologies up front for that. Yeah, I, It's the
1: season. Well, you know, that's what kids are for, right?
0: I know, I, I blame my three-year-old, but I think the the culprit is actually my wife who teaches middle school. But between the, uh, yeah. between those two things, I'm always sick from something. So, uh, yeah, I I'll, get
1: that first one of the school year out of the way.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly right. Uh, Dead and Gone in Wyoming, three episodes are out. It has been wildly successful. When we started talking about this three or four months ago, did you imagine at all that it was going to be this successful right off the bat?
1: Um, I guess I wasn't really thinking about that. I just didn't want it to be unsuccessful, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which is probably why I spend so much time um, on each episode, even though it may not sound like it in the 30 minute uh, episode. Yeah. I I didn't know what to expect, honestly. And I don't know if anyone did, because it was a brand new network, 10 cast. And since then, how many shows are you up to now? And adding more all the time. So I was just kind of excited to, start fresh with a new project and start on the ground floor of a new network.
0: Right off the bat, it charted in Apple's top 100. It I want to say got up to like number 86 on the charts. Um, just for folks that n- aren't necessarily plugged in in the podcast community, how big of a deal is that for a show to launch into the top 200?
1: Yeah, that's a big deal in terms of finding new audience. I mean, that's Apple Podcasts is where... Most people find their podcasts. As far as I'm aware, um, the Apple is still the big gorilla in the room when it comes to podcasting. There's Spotify now, and there's Spreaker and a couple other platforms, but yeah, Apple Podcast is still pretty much where it's at. So, if it's charting and people are scrolling through the charts, they might come across that, and that just brings more and more audience to the show. So, yeah, after the very first episode, honestly, that was. Pretty surprising. Um, I'm not sure how they they make all that determination, you know, and who charts or what the algorithm is, or how they pick the show. But somebody at Apple or someone somewhere liked it, so that was that was a great um, affirmation, great thumbs up after the first episode.
0: And what's really cool, too, is uh, people outside of the state of Wyoming are finding it, uh, I think, after the first episode, it was listened to in all 50 states uh, in multiple countries. So I appreciate everybody wherever you're listening from catching this show about our state. Uh, Scott, you lived here in Wyoming for a while. Now you're in Minnesota. We kind of established that. Uh, But was it surprising at all as you've Dove into research about this state. How many stories like this existed in the least populated state in America?
1: Yeah, a little bit, maybe just because of the population, like you say. But Wyoming's got a little bit of that Alaska to it, I think. Where, uh, you know, if you're if you're living there, you like to be by yourself, and I feel I'm one of these people. You're you're a bit different. You like to be in nature. And if you're by yourself in the woods, you know sometimes bad things can happen to you. And then you've got um, you know fewer people, but still a certain number of you know a certain percentage of the population is going to be uh, that that kind of twisted personality that's going to harm people. And Wyoming doesn't have as many by the numbers like serial killers, for example, but it's got its fair share. And it's got a really cool history, like going back to the early 19th century. So that's been fun to go through too.
0: And that was kind of where you started the show in episode one, the story of Dee Blair, and then you had a more modern tale uh, with a disappearance of Don Kemp. How did you come across those uh, features you did in episode one? And kind of kind of, what's the, the prep process like, too? How do you find these stories and decide those are the ones you're going
1: with? Well, just for any episode, the first thing I look for is story. And I might, I might, uh, Google search. I might go through old newspapers. I might go through police reports. I kind of go about the first steps of the process differently every month, but month to month so far, the way it kind of has worked for me is I start thinking about now about midway through the month. I start thinking about what the episode's going to be and I start looking and obviously need two stories, need the murder and the disappearance. And that can come right away, or it can take a good couple of days to come across the right story with the right hook and the right, you know, it's got to be interesting. It's got to be relatable and captivating in order just to keep the interest, I think, of the audience. Once I have that, then the writing and the research starts. And some episodes go smoother. If it's a newer case, there's a lot more information. Chances are um, the research is easier to find that d blair case i mean there wasn't much source material at all i I spent a good amount of time in research on that one compared to don kemp which is much more contemporaneous and had been covered a little bit before and then i get to uh recording and it takes a day two days uh, for the recording and the editing and the sound design and finishing touches of chopping things and adding last-minute things. I'd say for each minute of audio in the actual show, that represents probably 30 to 60 minutes, so about 45 minutes to an hour of uh, real time for every minute of the episode. So if it's a 30-minute episode, I'm probably spending uh, 30, 20, 30 hours in that in that month in those couple of weeks on the research and the writing. And each episode has two or 300 edit points in it too once i'm done i really stress over every single syllable which is the perfectionist in me but i think it comes through i think consciously or not people it, it makes it easier to listen to so it's it's quite the process over a couple of weeks but it's every step is enjoyable and each case is a little bit different so it's fun
0: yeah, I definitely think it comes through And the story I tell people is uh, about your other project, which was first the frozen truth podcast. You're working on a case in Iowa. And the example I give of how dedicated you are is you went to this town in Iowa and found a phone book and went through the entire phone book looking for people A to Z who lived at a certain address. And uh, I, It blows my mind that you did that, but I think that's a good example that uh, you are dedicated to these. You uh, want to find out more details than the average person, and hopefully, maybe someday, your research will lead to an arrest or at least a break in these cases.
1: I mean, that'd be something. Yeah. But it's uh, if nothing else. It's just telling the story and shedding a light on some of those unsolved cases and the disappearances, those that aren't solved. Some that we've done so far have been. Um, Yeah, it's fun for me, though, like that research part of it. I I do like if I can find the time um, and not be distracted by the rest of my life. I don't mind at all deep diving into research, and I don't do that nearly as much for dead and gone, but there is some of that. Before you called, I was reading out police reports for this upcoming case that that, uh, will probably be one of the two stories this month. Really what drives me, honestly, in that partly, is someone listening is going to know this a lot better than me, and I don't want to get called on it, so I want to make sure that I'm telling the story accurately, because a lot Listen, have connections and live out there and know the stories better than anybody. So my goal is to teach those people something. If you think you really, really know a case, maybe one or two details that you didn't know, you might learn that that's my bar.
0: Episode two of Dead and Gone in Wyoming was eye opening to a lot of people. Uh, it was about a, a local case here in Fremont County, which is where the 10Cast network is located. And it was about a Lander murder suspect who led police on uh, what. Became a nationwide manhunt, basically, and it was amazing the amount of people from Lander or from the neighboring community of Riverton said I had no idea that existed. Do you encounter that a lot with the cases you find where you're teaching them something about their area?
1: Well, I look to those first. I didn't live in Wyoming as long as many people listen out there have, but I want to learn something too. I'm I'm much more eager to tell those stories that I discover than those I've heard before. Yeah, I was wondering how that one, episode two, would be received out there, especially because County Ten's obviously right there. Um, and a lot of the readership and the listenership are right there. So I was kinda waiting, you know, and it did seem to me on the Facebook comments and everything else that nobody had really heard of it. Um, which is, is kinda cool and it's not that old, that one. Um, it's not recent, it's about a generation removed, but I loved that story because it, it was like a movie, you know, it had everything. It had the uh, The high school football game, Friday Night Lights, Riverton plays Lander. I mean, it really was like a scary movie. Um, Those terrible murders occur of the girls. And then uh, he goes on the run and escapes, you know, multiple times. So story-wise, that one's going to be tough to top. Um, Don't want to say we're not going to, but that was a really fun story to tell.
0: Uh, And then uh, moving on to episode three, I remember this one while it was happening, the disappearance of Fauna Jackson near Moose, Wyoming. And then uh, I I don't want to give it away for those of you that haven't listened yet. I'm assuming most people that are listening to the bonus show probably have, but uh, Fauna Jackson goes missing and uh, basically runs from her search party. That, doesn't happen very often. It doesn't seem like where search and rescue crews are looking for a person, find that person, and then the person takes off running from them.
1: Yeah, that one's really, um, you know, if it were a different circumstance uh, than her being so young at the time, I, I was very tempted to reach out to her because I found her. But uh, she was a minor, you know, she was a 16-year-old at the time. And as I say in the episode, you know, the result of that is kind of, Let's leave it where it is. But a lot of people in Wyoming uh, reading the reactions at the time, and it was only last summer, um, were very upset at at her for wasting the resources and sort of disappearing herself. Uh, She seemed like a very content young girl. um, No reason to run or to try to start it. Who knows what was going on there? So that one's a mystery that's probably going to stay a mystery unless she someday explains you know what what uh, happened, but that one was really odd. It also brought a little bit of perspective into me, since we talk about disappearances uh, every week or every month. Um, yeah, you know, they were looking for her, and she was hiding. But she's not, you know, a professional uh, criminal or anything. It, it just reinforced to me that sometimes those search efforts, we we kind of rely too much on those. I think. We assume if an area has been searched then the person can't possibly be there but I don't know how thoroughly you can search some of these wilderness areas especially down there in the Medicine Bow National Forest but really the rest of Wyoming too um, the search and rescue in Wyoming just generally is excellent maybe best in the world right up there but even so you wonder you wonder you know if we put too much stock in these search and rescue efforts that uh, we wonder why we can't find somebody well Maybe it's just they're so hard to find. All these cases in Fremont County over the last couple of years where search and rescue has done their thing for months and years, and in some cases, they're never found.
0: Yeah, it it has been surprising how many people have gone missing over the last couple of years. I don't remember it uh, being a a resident here for a long time. I don't remember this much search and rescue activity. Some of them have ended well and others have not, unfortunately. If you're uh, following the news here in Fremont County, certainly. Uh, And then the other part of episode three, the most recent one, too, was just uh, almost heartbreaking, the story of uh, 14-year-old Carol Ann Fugate, who I guess is still in Nebraska somewhere.
1: Yeah, she's still alive, um, not doing very well. She was in a car crash with her second husband as we go over in the episode. And uh, But last that uh, I was able to check, I believe she's still alive. Um, and she doesn't talk about what happened in that episode a whole lot, but it's, uh, you know, as we talk about it, something right out of a movie. It was the inspiration for not only natural Born killers with Woody Harrelson, but other movies too, that I didn't mention in the, the podcast and in the series of books as well. They all take some creative license. I think that story is interesting enough as it is. That's more of a uh, Nebraska uh, story. Uh, most of the, the murders take place in Nebraska, but the couple was caught in Wyoming and that's where it culminates. And there was a, a Wyoming victim there as well. And I, I also like the um, sort of Bonnie and Clyde aspect of, of the end of that, you know, story. And so I, I debated on that one, whether or not this was Wyoming enough for the podcast. But at the end of the day, I, I thought, you know, Wyoming plays a big part in the story. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad we were able to tell that one too. I want to focus generally more on people who were more in the state than they were. Uh, usually, but that one was a little bit of an exception geographically, I guess.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought it was a great one too, and how Wyoming played a role in it. Uh, obviously, their capture was in the state of Wyoming, and and uh, a lot of people locally here care about some Nebraska happenings too, or find that relevant to them. Uh, it it sounds like uh, episode four is in the works. Is there anything you can tease about it so far, or is is that uh, undercover at this point?
1: No, not yet. Um, I will say it looks like. Um, I'm not sure about the murder yet, the disappearance. I think I have. Again, this is the time of the month where it's kind of conceptual, and I might change my mind or push this one to a different month or whatever. But this would be the first listener suggestion, I think, um, that we've had. So those have been great. You've shared the feedback that you've gotten from the listeners on cases. And keep those coming if you're listening, because um, many of those I haven't, I haven't heard of, and I'll definitely be using those going forward in the episodes to come.
0: I imagine you get hit with those a lot about, have you heard about this case and that case? Because uh, through you, just because I know you and we host the show, I'm getting those questions. So how often does that happen in Scott Fuller's life where somebody will come up to you and say, Hey, do you hear about this?
1: Yeah, quite a bit. Um, Probably once a week I get uh, at least actually depending on, you know, one of my cases just got, the documentary just got rerun on national TV last weekend. And so I got about five emails waiting for me on Monday morning <laughs> cases. Um, but I, I have to kind of disregard them because I don't have the space. It's terrible. I feel bad, but, but there's just too many out there. There's too many disappearances and murders. And like with dead and gone, I'm not sure if we'll ever run out. Like I go through three or four, murders and disappearances before each month before I settle on what I think is a, a great story, or I have an angle that I'm thinking of at that time where I can tell this story this way, sort of. So, I mean, there even in Wyoming, there are a, a ton. And in four episodes, we've probably, you know, I've probably gotten a couple. I think you've got five or six from listeners that you shared with me. So it's amazing. Like you said, it's amazing how many there are out there. And um, it's amazing how many of you live in, your, in Wyoming your whole life, even. You may not have heard of some of
0: these. Definitely. Uh, we want everybody to catch up on the first three episodes of Dead and Gun in Wyoming. Subscribe, review all that good stuff. If you are uh, listening in Wyoming or care about what's happening locally, make sure to check out the other 10 cast shows, too. Uh, but do you have any other suggestions for fans of the genre? Uh, what are you listening to right now or any shows you want to plug as far as uh, true crime or anything of that nature
1: boy i don't listen to a whole lot of true crime actually um to be honest i, I feel like producing multiple shows now in the genre I, I maybe i should maybe i shouldn't but i just find i don't have enough time to listen to what's out there and there's a lot out there it just depends on what you're into i mean the genre is so big right now it's so full that you can find a niche for pretty much anything that you want. You can be really picky as a listener, which I think is great. I think it's great for uh, listeners. I think it's great for content creators. It kind of forces you into your spot and gives you some pressure to be better against all those other shows that are out there. So um, not not uh, necessarily specifically on uh, shows I listen to in the true crime genre, because I, I, I listen to a couple of podcasts, but I don't listen to many Um so, and I, I'd, I'd also fear, I know so many people in the community, I would fear leaving some people out. So I'll probably take it back.
0: Yeah, fair enough there. Uh, all right. Uh, so listener suggestions are appreciated. You can get those to us if you'd like. I'll pass them on to Scott, myself. Uh, if you want to email us, 10cast at county10.com. Anything else you need from dead and gone in Wyoming fans?
1: the uh, the feedback has been great all around and uh, i guess a couple of things on that feel free and send it to me like my uh, my email address is is public is, if you google search it and you can always email i think uh, tencast is a gmail too right Jared? Uh,
0: yes yes uh, ten tencast at county10.com is is the main address right now or feel free to like tencast on facebook and inboxes that way too
1: yeah, that's um, that's where I was going is uh, share it on Facebook if you think people are going to like it. Share it in groups, share it with your families, send an email to your brother-in-law, you know, whatever, with a link. Um, and the other thing, we were talking about Apple Podcasts before, but that really is the number one discovery platform for all podcasts. So the rating system up there and to leave a review, uh, those are public and I do check those once a month or so just to see what you guys are saying and some of that feedback has been reassuring so far so uh, feel free and and share it well i just love producing these I, I hope we can keep this going for a long long time and i've kind of i feel like i've kind of gotten into the groove of the production and the process and so um i think we're just hitting our stride and anything anyone can do to share the love and just word of mouth or or however you want to share it that, that's going to help more people find it
0: Absolutely. I appreciate you doing these. It's been a, a lot of fun just as a fan. And I know there's a lot of people that love them here in Wyoming and across the nation. So thanks for doing it. We'll catch up again soon and can't wait for episode four.
1: Anytime, Jared. Thank you very much.
0: And again, episode four will be out very soon on the 10 cast network. I'm not sure why you'd be listening to the bonus episode if you hadn't listened to all three podcasts so far, but if that is indeed the case, Please go back, check out each show. They've all been fantastic so far. And again, if you don't mind, share them with a friend. Maybe you get somebody who might be interested. It's amazing how many people I've found who didn't think they were into the genre that really like these shows. So I appreciate that word of mouth. If you happen to be in Riverton, Wyoming, on Friday, October 18th, the Tencast Network hosting a party at the Rusty Truck Restaurant. That's from 4 to 6 p.m. here. Mountain Time will be raising money for the Tough Enough Fremont County Cancer Fund. If you want to... And are able to swing by. We'd love to see you. Myself and most of the 10 cast hosts will be there. Obviously, Scott will not as he lives in Minnesota. I can't tell you, though, these 10 cast parties in Wyoming are going to be a regular thing. And I promise we'll drag Scott out here to one of them at some point and give you plenty of notice so you're able to say hello. Thanks again to the Hampton Inn and Suites in Riverton for making the show possible. Thanks to Scott for his time. And most of all, thanks to you for listening. Have a great rest of your day.